Uh, you guys still going? Hello and welcome. Ah. <laughs> I spit at the back of my throat. Start that again. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the hectic Hethelader. 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 Uh, so good, gentlemen. they named it thrice. <laughs> gentlemen, how are we all uh, this week? Brett, why don't we start with you? This week, I have this? been mostly doing woodwork and hating all aspects of it. I really have just come to terms with the fact that wood is not a preferred material for me to work with. No. Um, mostly because I've had, aside from the eyeball issue that I dealt with getting the steel in my eye, I've had more injuries doing this woodwork in the last couple of weeks. Those yeah. those kind of random nonsense, like it was a fluke. I did everything right, but it was a bit of a fluke. I ripped open my thumb with some kickback uh, from the table saw, which not only ripped open my thumb, but hit me so hard right above the hip that I had a yellow bruise for three days. Nice. I don't oh, like Brett, I, I, was, I was thinking of you earlier. I took um I took a angle grinder with a, a, a wire brush on it to the shin. Ooh. Oh, oh. And, I, and, I, and I remember when you did it up your wrist. Oh yeah. <laughs> Still have the scar from that one. Um but yeah, oh, nice. I I have been doing uh the remainder, the remainder of the furniture for the inside of the trailer. That's been the big uh, push for the last couple of weeks. And I finally got the trailers. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. I finished the construction of the bench that I'm putting in the back. It's like a little uh, bar style booth that I'm going to put in the back of the trailer just for seatings, meetings, having your morning coffee, whatever you're doing in there. So technically, I'm done building everything that needs to be built for the trailer, which is exciting. And now I'm just on to the cosmetics list, right? Everything just requires finishing. And I'm going to edge band a bunch of the plywood because I hate looking at, you know, raw plywood on the edges. So although I started the project with something like a thousand plus line items, because I actually wrote them all out, like what needed to be done, I think I am down to a hundred. Nice. And they're all, you know, a couple hours here, a couple hours there. You I put just have each to rivet down through. as an item. <laughs> no, the funny thing, I love doing that too when you do line items because you're like rivets. And you're like four <laughs> days of rivets counts as These one are not line equal item. items. <laughs> no, they're really not. Um, yeah, wire wheeling and polishing the exterior is one line item. And it's like, well, that's going to take three days. And. <laughs> It's I'd hard. Be splitting that up between fucking yeah. buffing grits. <laughs> <laughs> smart, very smart. I am. I am at the point to where I have to start balancing the uh, the time of day that I'm working on things. So I, I have some stuff where it's like I can work on the right side of the trailer in the afternoon because it's in shade at that point. And luckily, the way that we oriented the trailer when we parked it here means that. Early morning, I get one side of the trailer, and then afternoon, I can work on the other side of the trailer. Um, but yeah, that's mostly been it. I'm I'm waking up most days just working on the trailer. I did get into the forge for a little bit. We can talk about that uh, after we kind of peruse your guys' of going, uh, goings-on. 
It's mostly trailer. I wake up every morning and I work in the fucking trailer. <laughs> you sound so happy about it. I'm so um, over it. I'm so over this project. But yeah, I, I concur like with the, the wood is stupid thing. Like every single time I injure myself badly, it's with fucking woodwork. Like that because I obviously had the, the splinter as well. And like every time I've had a metal splinter, it's been resolved within you know a couple of hours. And yet the wood one took like two and a half days. It's fucking stupid. Wood's wood's dumb. Uh really speaking is. of dumb things, Al, what are you up to? I'd, I'd, I'd say I've been edging as well, but that's, that sounds weird. Yes. <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> um, I am two cars deep on my five-car MOT month. Woohoo! Um, both, both two, two Vitaros are through. There's one left to go. And then it's the Proton, which I think will fly through, and the troublesome Peugeot, which I'm leaving the worst to last, as is tradition, because I know that will not pass. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Lots of welding, lots of uh, rust removal, lots of trying to find ways to cheat emissions tests by doing yeah. various things to to fuel supplies and valve timings and stuff <laughs> to try and get them through. Because none of these cars will pass emissions. Yeah, <laughs> but there are ways. There are ways around. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's been that's been the 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 bulk of my recent time is spent. Yeah, trying to get five thirty year old cars through a MOT test. I mean, I mine. Mine is actually uh, very similar at the moment. So I had uh, a couple of weeks ago, the, the Volvo died and left, left me stranded in Weymouth, which is like uh, about an hour, uh, 40 minutes, 45 minutes from here. Um, like lovely at the seaside, beautiful, but not where you want to be at like 2, 3 a.m. Um, managed to kind of like limp it halfway home and then it died again uh, about five minutes from my parents place um and luckily um my uh the the rec driver that had come to help uh like fix the car in the first place um was <laughs> hype up uh was still like nearby and i had his mobile number uh so i gave him a quick ring and he managed to come back out and just help me limp it back to mom and dad's where i dumped it there woke my dad up at 4 a.m and was like can i borrow the keys to the spare car please um then drove that home uh and i've been driving that one for the last two weeks and yeah yesterday that one died as well um i think there's an issue with the alternator um which and the reason i think it's an issue with the alternator two reasons firstly uh the battery kind of died and you know there was a lot of issues around the electrical stuff because the battery didn't have enough power and secondly when i got home and uh popped the bonnet sorry the hood uh the alternator was the thing that was smoking like proper smoking and to the point where i phoned dad and was like um just so you know this thing is smoking i'm gonna go grab some water and just chuck over it because i'm a bit worried it's gonna catch fire his response was nah let it burn it's like no, not on my driveway dad not not on my driveway um <laughs> in, so, yeah. in in american's defense right it's just dawned on me a hood is the same thing as a bonnet. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, as in a, a yeah, hat, a bonnet, and a born like by yeah. um, well, a bonnet medieval, is... medieval uh, high women. Yeah. Well, a, a, a bonnet is like tied under the chin, whereas a hood is attached to the the cloak. No, not necessarily. You can have a hood that's separate. Can you? Yeah, oh yeah, you, yeah, because they come down over the shoulders, over your cape. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah fair Just one. in case you know summer wear and all that. <laughs> 
Uh, I suppose it makes and the... To have a, 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 um, a, a riveting uh, alternator story. So the, 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 the battery wasn't charging on the Proton. Yeah. New battery, perfectly fine. Brand new alternator, perfectly fine. Something's gone wrong here. It's not squeaking, not making any noise. So the belt's nice and tight. Yeah. And then I walk around to the side of the car and look at it side on. And the alternator is like an inch back from the... <laughs> so somebody's just put on the wrong alternator. Fuck's not sake. thought that you have to align the fucking yeah, yeah. in any capacity. So the whole time it's been like on an angle of like, <laughs> like literally it was like an inch back. Fucking hell. Um, so I, I had to like cut the arms off the alternator. Yeah. And then just pack it with, shim it with um, washers. So it was like that way. <laughs> and now it's absolutely perfect. I mean, sure. That, that sounds like a wonderful fit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I spent uh, this afternoon um, preparing the Land Rover to go back for an MOT, which result which basically consisted of me putting a fully charged battery in the Land Rover, turning the key, and it just firing up perfectly first time. Didn't even heat the coils. Literally, just turned the key straight away and just fucking chef's kiss. Um, but I mean, the the headlights still don't work. I still I replaced the bumper now, so I've actually got a bumper on it. Um, the wing is now fully attached. I need to put the arch back on and a couple other little bits like that, and then take it for the MOT and then fix all the things that are wrong with it for the MOT. Because mm-hmm. again, there there is no way that that is going to pass an emissions test. Because uh, especially seeing as when I fired it up and just rev the engine a little bit, just plumes of black smoke came out. That's that's fine. Um, Getting hot before the test, you'll be fine. Yeah. I, well, that's the thing is I've got to give it a quick run uh, anyway to you know unseize the brakes and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, that's kind of it Like for that. So it's been a little while since we've recorded an episode. So we're just going to do a little bit of a recap about what we've uh, what we've been up to in the past like month or so, maybe two months. I can't really remember when it was that we last recorded. But I do know it was before Maker Central, which unfortunately Brett couldn't make it to this year but i'm sure has many other exciting stories about things that he's done uh <laughs> that, that look on your face uh but yeah i figure you know maker center is probably a good place to start just a quick recap talk about all the fun stuffs um because we did briefly do the maker's waffle 100th episode special where we talked about it a little bit um but uh, I think it's pretty best to pass the mic over to you, Al, because you did so much for Maker Central. I basically just hung out with Joe and occasionally helped with the drunk bit, and that was it. Um, so, yeah, do you want to just talk about the the Make with Makers thing and yeah, so, I mean, um, so for those that don't know, um, Maker Central Shame was kind on of... You. Well, also shame on you, but um, a bit of inside baseball, as Brett would say. Um, the show this year was organized by a completely different company. Mm-hmm. So Nick kind of outsourced it to um, basically an events company who solely do creative events. So they do like the knitting expo and the baking Great British Expo, you know, and all these things. So it's very much in their wheelhouse to do something like this. Um but they're very commercially driven. So this is all like, how much money can we get out of the NEC, make it super efficient. And they even went as far as like reorganizing the layout of the hall and 
the style of stands that they have to get more flow and stuff like that. Um, so basically, from from our point of view, from the make with makers, it was back yeah. to square one. It was yeah. like we're having to do this as if the first time we've ever done it before, and having to explain all this shit to the organisers. Like, yeah. no, we're not paying you for a fucking stand. <laughs> we're non for profit. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not being paid to be here. This is you know, this is all basically money from this podcast. Yeah, we're paying for the privilege of us coming to go and do things for free and give up our, yeah. week, our, our weekends. Um. But then I, I got chatting to the to the organizer. He was great. He was super helpful. And eventually we got there in the end. Ellen did a great job organizing the um, the sewing machines and stuff from Brother. So we had a couple of sponsors this year. Um, we had a much more relaxed approach to the classes. So I think the last couple of times we've tried to do really structured, like, time slots and mm. dedicated, you know, there are 10 seats doing this activity at this time, which from a planning point of view is great, but from a kind of people missing out that was one of yeah. the big complaints is that oh shit uh yeah i paid to go to make a central i was there all weekend and i couldn't uh make a purse with ellen because the classes were booked out yeah and it's like if there's five ten thousand people coming through the door we can't do that many classes so instead we this year we went let's have a free-for-all first come first served open doors come in sit down and we'll have little short activities and um, it went really yeah. well the guy sold out of everything <laughs> by like lunchtime on the first day, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, so we're going to get in like two by fours and try to cut down new Pinewood Derby cars in the middle of the show um, and, you know, run into like stores to get new like materials and key yeah. rings and stuff like that. It was, it was classic um, maker approach to running a business. <laughs> um, but it was great. It was fantastic. And, uh, yeah, like a week before, so 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 we ran the Make with Maker stall. We also did the Great British Bake uh, Make Off, which is like a kind of challenge event where Dandles yeah. built this amazing um, Pinewood Derby racetrack, and people could come up, make their own car, we'd race them, and then judge them and see who was like the who's was the best car, and there was yeah. an overall winner at the end. Um, Lucas made this really cool trophy. Um. And then, like a week before the show, Nick was like, oh, "I've also <laughs> yeah. got just, I've also just got a random free stand. Can you, can you do something like Jenga, like last time?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, Nick, I'll, I'll, I'll just get a hundred people to make Jenga yeah. blocks <laughs> yeah, in a week." Sure. Uh, yeah, no, it's fine. Um, so instead, we, uh, I think we had just we got on a call and and it was like, "What other cool like retro game can we make, but big?" Mm. Um, and it ended in kaplunk. So we made a huge kaplunk, Steve. Can we, can we, can, if we, if if can we. Can we do mouse mousetrap this time? Next time, we're not doing mousetrap. Oh. No, no, no! It, everybody's brain went straight to mousetrap, and then we thought, no, actually, it'd be really shit. Like actual mousetrap, where all the fun is setting it up. Nobody wants to play the actual game. No, you never play the actual <laughs> you never game. Play you game. just you need the whole NEC to do real life size life size mousetrap. <laughs> yeah. I I mean take over a fuckload of space and just do a massive because like that was the thing with uh, the Kadrunk like the kids that were playing had more fun setting it back up just messing at, around yeah, yeah yeah throwing throwing the uh, the watermelons in and stuff yeah. yeah um so yeah it went down really well um I think the show was really good this year I heard from a lot of people that it was their favorite show um a lot of people can I think got maybe a bit disenfranchised last year yeah um but. The ones that came this year said they really enjoyed it. Slightly different format, um, but the the organisers, although I said it's it was very commercial from their point of view, yeah, they massively underestimated the power of this kind of um, approach to making. 
and it being about sharing ideas and sharing creativity yeah. and getting hands on. And they were just blown away by what the guys were doing all weekend. Yeah. So that, like this year, they're like, right, what space do you need for next time? We'll supply the materials, you know, yeah. and, and they'll give us support because they, it's not a fucking trade show. It's I not think- about going to sponsored tool stands, yeah. paying to get in and standing in the queue for fucking, you know, the Dremel Router Club. Like, yeah, because that's I think, not what this is about. Yeah, I think the the previous ones that they've done have been a, a lot more like that, where it's been, like you say, it's a trade show as opposed to a a maker show. Yes. So, yes, yeah. exactly. Which, which there's don't get me wrong, there's an absolute time and a place for trade shows, and people want to go and find out the great new machines. They want to go yeah, and yeah, get accounts yeah. on tools, and there might also be people there they can meet and see. That's not really what this is about. No. You know, I mean, I think half the people were there to just standing in a queue to see Colin first yeah, and, and to stand in his little hole in the wall. Yeah, you know, it's great. Yeah. And that was nothing about a trade show. So, yeah, no, I, um, I mean, it was quite nice for me kind of being able to spend Saturday going around as, as a punter, not, yeah. not being involved with anything. Um, you know, cause Joe, um, uh, as in former Joe, uh, came along and we had a wand around um we uh, avoided certain areas of the uh, thing <laughs> um but like got to see the rest of it had really nice time got to chat to a bunch of people made some really like good connections both with completely new people and people that we uh we kind of knew virtually but didn't get to hang out with in person um to get to do all that was really nice really fun um and yeah it, it was just nice kind of getting to to be a punter but again like the, the best part was is always the uh the hangout mm-hmm. um in the bar in the hilton bar either friday night or saturday night um i uh i'm hoping that i can uh do it again next year um potentially be a little bit more involved in a few things next year but that's that's another conversation um and yeah it was just it was really nice and this year felt I almost want to say like it felt a little bit more mature um not in terms of the audience because there was a bunch of kids there and it was really good um but just like the actual the way things were run the way things presented even down to the make of makers stand like it it just looked rather than being like a little thing that was tucked in a corner out the back of something else it was it was a proper stand with um and it just it looked and felt much better um I mean I've said to uh, you before i was like i've got some ideas for what could happen next year just to to bolster things up and make things even better but but yeah it just felt um yeah it felt, felt more professional i, th- I think there was enough there was enough people on the stand this year and there was enough organization that we were yeah. able to reflect yeah and we could look at things and go we need more of that we need less of that we need more yeah. space here you know we never use that machine fuck it yeah. off next yeah. year we can do this and that was really helpful in previous years we've just been running around blue ass flies yeah and you just don't get a chance to see what's going on it's like yeah it was busy yeah it was great yeah it's fun we did loads but we didn't yeah. really learn anything to take forward yeah. Whereas i think to your point and there was also like people like jamie reader people like niall who were there as a kind of like organizational point of view yeah it was great to have to just go right here's what i observed yeah they're um, kind of facilitators sort of thing exactly yeah no it's a good shout um and yeah those guys did such a good job i think as well um because like, uh the organizers did um i can't remember the guy's name now but said about us peter? Pot- yeah us, yeah peter said about us potentially doing something um podcast related either on on one of the stages nice. um and i think that'd be 
quite good to organize for next year when hopefully uh brett will be able to join us maybe keep our fingers crossed who's who knows um but yeah that'd be really good to do um obviously we didn't do the after smithing or anything like that this year because i was uh straight back to work on <laughs> four o'clock uh monday morning um but i think maybe next year something like that could happen again which would be really good fun just to kind of continue it on i mean bit. whether it's after smithing i mean i was looking at the uh the hotel prices and and mm. my toes were curling there is within a five minute drive of the nec a full scout campsite that you can hire out. Ooh, I didn't know so, that. Yeah, so you there's four. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it could even be that we do like a little mini yeah. maker camp. Yeah. And, and just and just relax. And it doesn't have to be about here's Stephen's guided tour of the southwest of England. <laughs> you know, um and just be a bit more of like right, everyone's their own devices, but <gasps> here's a base. But 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 we if if, if oh we could go to Wookie Hole. I want to go yeah. to Wookie Hole now. And we Cheddar, lots of things. Steve. We could go see Cheddar Man. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I I agree. Like, I'm I'm very excited to see uh, what what comes next year because I think it's going to be. I think, like you said, like this year, they the the organisers didn't really understand what it was all about, and I think now they know. I think next year is going to be fucking phenomenal, um, and I'm really super excited to see what they do and and how everyone can get involved with it um but yeah uh anything anything else on our makers no no all right brett what about you do you want to do you want to talk about anything any of the, the things that you've been doing whilst we've been here before we go into the uh the thornwood stuff anything uh, i mean honestly i had to uh i had to kind of buckle down which i'm sure a lot of people do when they start discussing the the ideas of not going to an event, you know, or, mm. or being able to go to these social gatherings. Um, I did kind of buckle down and just get uh, a lot more focus and plan driven for, yeah, working on the trailer, like I've explained, but I've been, uh, I don't know, parsing through or parsing down a bunch of information on the sculpture that I wanted to do around this mammoth test that I've talked about. And I finally started doing some, uh, concepting and then I gave myself two days off of work which I just consider the trailer being the main job yeah. but I gave myself two days and went into the forge and you know cracked open the propane tank for the first time in a while and actually got to forging now this is this is coming off the fact that I did uh, around the time that I had the eyeball issue I did uh, kind of sidestep and do my Fools with Tools treasure trade gift, nice. which was just like a mini Mandalorian hammer uh, from the armor for that. That was really fun. I don't work with pattern weld or Damascus shit very often, so that was a nice little thing. But I gave myself a couple of days off to work on the sculpture, and I am I think I told you guys after I went to the uh, the blacksmiths gathering, but I met mostly sculptural artists when I was there. And it was really interesting to talk to a bunch of people that were more on the creative side of blacksmithing. And so while you guys were gone, sorry, this is wrapping around to how I started this with you guys gone. I had to focus on other stuff, right? Because I yeah. didn't want to just be watching and being like, well, all my friends are, you know, gone and having a good time fun without me. 
Yeah, so I I have a tendency like I need to offset that with doing something creative that gets gets the juices flowing. And I think possibly for the first time since since I've been kind of going down this route of making things for a living, um I had a couple of concepts in mind and had played around with some things uh on small scale. And when I actually moved over to, I just grabbed my bucket of scrap steel, stuff that I've accumulated over the last couple of years, all offcuts, all nonsense, you know. And I paired that with some steel that I had bought for the project, and everything I forged in those two days did not get thrown back into a scrap bucket. Hmm. So there was a there was a moment of feeling very proud about my personal growth and my abilities to achieve what's in my head in forms of steel. Yeah. And I still have some cool things to play with. Like I've never dealt with colorizing outside of either the colors that you can achieve with heat or brassing or steel blackener. But having gone to the blacksmithing event, uh, Leah Arapach gave me a really good rundown on using Sculpt Nouveau products, which are uh, yes. the same way as steel blackener, right? They're kind of an yeah, yeah. acid based etching colorization thing cool so i have a bunch of those and they're meant to achieve these colors of this landscape that i'm trying to do and, mm. and this reference photo that i'm going for so i haven't played with that yet but i'll say like i had to take a step back and go everything you spent two days forging is going to be used that is an achievement that felt yeah. really really good on That's top awesome. of that it was like i was completely beat right it's hot I'm forging, but I was just in the zone. So I'm listening to audiobooks and totally in my own world. I achieved some goals. I I had some concepts that actually worked out that I'd never, never tried before. And I don't know if I've really seen anybody do it in the same capacity. But um I really want some color differential, like I'm mentioning. And one of the things that is that exists in this uh, reference photo that I'm going for is kind of this natural grassland tundra type stuff. And so it's a lot of green leafy bits. It's just long natural grass, but in the middle of it, if you can picture like wild grass, when it grows, it shoots up stalks and they look like wheat yeah, stalks, yeah. right? Just kind of in the middle. And I was like, Oh, I guess I could forge down some round rod and then brass everything. And like, I have to make like a hundred of those. That's just crazy. So I started to, find some pride in the thinking about it in a more efficient manner, right? Like how yeah. do you actually, you don't stunt your creativity, but you do find ways to not overexert yourself to just achieve the goal that you're looking for. Yeah. So yeah. about brazing rod. What are those? Oh, um, silicone what bronze are those, brazing rod. What are those things called on the, um, on a throttle body for a diesel, Steve, where it like limits the flow of fuel. The governor. The governor. You govern your creativity. There you Ooh. go. There you go. Uh, yeah, so I bought silicone bronze brazing rod and texturized it and then mushed the top out like you would make a leaf. You yeah, know, yeah. I mushed the top out and then tapered it a little bit. Then I cut in some little facets on the side with a cutting disc. And then you can do almost all of this work yeah, cold. Yeah. I was going to say can, cold, yeah. Yeah, it, like half cold and then half uh, annealing it, right, in water. And then I just took the top bit with some little scrolling tongs, and then I twisted it so it's got a little bit of a spiral to it. Just visually plays like it's more open and, and flourishy. Yeah. And then I took the MIG gun, 
because I was like, I know I can take this to steal, but I just want to see. And I just yeah. stuck it in the top of the plant and went bap. And it holds perfectly. That's fucking so I will be able dude. to, it has the color, it has the shape, and it's easier to work with in terms of like the start to finish and knowing that I have to make like a hundred of these. Yeah, yeah. So the process of me making this plant structure, and then I have to make another style of plant structure that went a little bit smoother because uh, it's, I, I think it's a little bit more simplistic. But while you guys were all having a grand old time and I, you know, it's, I love getting to see that kind of thing and the the community aspects that I appreciate. I, I like seeing those actualized. But to be able to walk away for a couple of days while all of that's going on and being like, wow, I just did a really good fucking job. Yeah. And then sitting down completely burnt out and looking at the trailer and be like, well, the exterior hasn't really changed in a while, but holy fuck. I have been, I'm very proud of myself for like kicking ass in a yeah. way that's like no none of it is masterful you could you could mince through all of the stuff that's in the trailer and be like why is that like that and you're like because i fucked up you know yeah. i whatever but it it's gonna it's fit for purpose yeah so while you guys were all doing that i had a couple of really strong weeks of just feeling like i'm achieving goals and i'm proving to myself that i've gotten better yeah. and that i'm more capable of either bigger things or more complex things or pre-thought governing the creativity or finding ways to be more efficient in the way that I can move throughout the day. Mm. That's, that's a very new feeling and I know it is rare and I'm, I'm trying to kind of hold on to it while it's still feeling good. Um, but it does feel like I'm, I'm recognizing the growth that I've had over the last couple of years and in that same capacity, feeling a bit lonely or left out of the situation or, or, you know, just feeling a bit disconnected from things, I was able to take that, which could be negative energy, and then put it back into positive outlook mm. and go, yeah, but I am in control of this. I, I couldn't go to Maker Central and make this thing happen. Yeah. I had to be here in this present moment to create this thing, and now I feel good about it. And I can't wait to share that, uh, even though it's just like, hey, I've been a hermit for a few months, but like, here's some cool shit that I did. I'm <laughs> proud of it. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's honestly, been the exciting like, stuff, really, over the last month or so. Yeah, I, I'm really intrigued to see the, the results of this. That's, that sounds fucking cool, man. I'm, it's, I'm excited dude, for it's really It's really funny because you'll look at it, or any Smith can look at it, any Smith can look at it and just go, yeah, you did a bunch of tapers. Like, good job. Or you did some texturizing or tapers. It's I mean, the the thing is, I think you say that. Like, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I've just got to, I've, I've got to not give you a bollocking, but I've got to have a go at you here because you can say that about fucking anything when it comes to, especially with smithing. Like, all literally, all you do with with smithing is you hit something. That's it. Being able to to do those tables or whatever baseball. is, yes, baseball as well. You hit stuff, you fucking dick. But you catch stuff. Uh, whack them all. Well. Whack them all. Shut the fuck up. Try to thought, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, it might just be making some tapers. Any fucker can make tapers. I can make fucking tapers, but having the the foresight and the creativity to go, I'm not just going to make tapers. I'm going to make tapers and put them into, uh, uh, put them together in a way that creates something else. That's what's cool. That's what's fucking impressive. Because let's say, like for for me, yeah, I can I can make a fucking hundred tapers. I can't put them together in that same way. Like I can't do it. Mm -hmm. So shut the fuck up and accept the fact that you did a good thing 
and I'm very happy for you. I'm very proud of you, you dickhead. No, you it's go. all good. I I appreciate that. Um, you're right. You're right. And of you didn't right. stop me before I went down that road. I think it's more of the. I, I want to be able to have that conversation if there was ever anything kind of trolly. Like you made a fuck bunch of tapers and welded them together. I'm like, right. But understand that the way that we execute our processes, since we can always go back down as blacksmiths, we can always go, well, you just use the five techniques of blacksmithing. Anybody could do that. And you're like, well, fuck off. Yeah. Yes, that is what smithing is. But again that pride came in like the pride came into play when i achieved the goal of what was in my head and then actualizing it right the thing i visualized came out of the work that i put in and actually looks pretty close to the way that i wanted it to yeah and that's that's where i was able to go oh personal growth because in the past it would be like i'm gonna try and make this thing and then you do all the process and you're like well, they can come out quite the way I wanted, but hey, cool. You know, there's a step in the right direction. This is the first time in a very long time, especially working on something this large. Like the first plant that I did is uh, like a meter tall by maybe a, a half meter wide, like in, in diameter. You know, it's this leafy, grassy nonsense. It's a pretty large structure. And to know that I have to make probably a half dozen more of those mm. and then put them over this landscape scene that I'm planning on doing. So it's the, this project and, and the, the most excitement I have about this project is this will be quintessential. Uh, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever done a project like that. Right. Maybe the trailer will be that too. It's like four months of work to achieve what that looks like at the end of it and how it functions none of that was really rocket science going into it. You know, I've never done that before, but clearly I was capable. Anytime you guys talk about working on the cars, once you find that comfort level of like, yeah, I'm going to drill into the frame of the car. And you're like, Oh my God, you're, you're going to drill into your car. And you're like, yeah, I <laughs> fucking have to. Yeah. It's, it's really a bunch of like Lego blocks and pieces that you put together to achieve whatever that, that final goal or that final structure is. But I think my brain is finally starting to shift because of these two big projects I'm working on. It's like, oh, I don't do that. I typically make one manageable or relatively yeah. small item. And now I'm starting to get more comfortable and confident and like, let's make it bigger and crazier and weirder. And let's spend more hours making more shit for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll asterisk that with, I think there's going to be a certain point where I start sharing stuff with people that I want their yeah. constructive criticism from because i do think the sculptural project is going to be a test of how much is too much or knowing when to stop yeah because i think there's a possibility of just overdoing it where you're like you didn't need to make a thousand pieces of grass don't do that like yeah. you're not letting it breathe you're not you're not letting it visually have enough like space to appreciate all the little nuances that are going on so anyway Clearly, I'm excited about it because I just went on a 10 minute rant. But <laughs> yeah, that, that's it's been... a good it's a good thing to be excited about, though, man. Like, I'm I'm excited for you, um, and I'm excited to see the results as well. Um, but uh, I think maybe maybe we could talk a little bit about the 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 class that we did. Yeah. Ooh, yes. Um, 
So, oh, uh, I'm just going to pick this uh, mammoth tusk up right here. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking, yeah, that's that's not off putting at all, Brett. Don't worry about Even it. lift, bro. <laughs> Dude, it's so heavy. But yeah, uh, so what was it, two two weeks ago? It was last or, weekend. Is it? No. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. It was the 10th. Fucking hell. Like, honestly, like. I know. I had to double check. Yeah, the last lifetime has been such a blur. Um, yeah, so uh, as many of you will probably know by now, um, my good friend Joe that I used to work with uh, now has his own business, which is Thornwood Forge. And I think he actually came on here to talk about it. Um, but uh, I've been working a little bit with him um, whilst I've been away as well. And we had a, a course planned for uh the 10th that was going to be a trial run of a course we wanted to run over the summer um and about three weeks before it was due to run uh the guy that we were running it with had to cancel um for some personal reasons and all of this and it was one of those where we were like oh shit uh what do we do now um so obviously when you've got a crisis who are you gonna call al so we, we that rang must up be Al. a fucking desperate crisis. <laughs> Not the fucking Harry Seldon crisis. Yeah. Um, so we gave Al a ring and, uh, and got him involved. Uh, and our friend Sam from Wolf Wine, which I've talked about on here before. And we did... He's delightful, by the way. He's such a nice dude, isn't he? Um, so yeah, we did uh, Wine Dine and Hammer Time, uh, which... <laughs> <laughs> don't shake your head at me it's that a fucking not great name, name of what it, is. <laughs> it definitely is um but yeah it was uh oh, saying that your uh your list of uh horse dracula film names went down extremely well and i i knew that you'd uh you'd um come through on that but yeah so we ran this course which was essentially um it, it was just an excuse to have some fun um do some forging do some wine tasting and have some food. We ended up cooking a fucking massive lamb. Um, I'm pretty sure that was a, a hoggit, not a lamb. Um, it's too late in the year for tiny, yeah. delicious baby lambs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this massive lamb uh, on an asado. Um, we did some skewers, which I didn't see. I can't remember what I was doing whilst you were doing lunch, but I didn't. Nothing. No, I was doing something. I was. <laughs> I was somewhere which fixings i don't know anyway um so we did that we did some forging and then some wine tasting and then had a big meal in the evening cooked by al which was fucking fantastic um and yeah it was really good just I think explain it was... to the listeners steve what this is it just sounds like we were just messing around and <laughs> having a nice weekend <laughs> I mean, this is a class for people to come to yeah at joe's forge yeah Kind of, kind of like an experience day class kind of thing. Um, so yeah, people get get to to have a go at some forging. They get to sit with Al and do some um, some cooking um, classes, uh, and then have a chat with Sam and talk about wine and why we do it, um, uh, why we do it, why we drink it, and like what to look out for in flavors and and all of that sort of stuff. And then pairing different types of wine with the food that I was cooking, um, and all this sort of stuff. Um, ideally all as seasonal as possible. Um, and this was just a trial run of the class to see 
what worked, what didn't, what we, what needs changing. So everyone that was there was kind of like friends and family, um, and they all gave some good feedback as well to to how we can change it for for classes in the future. Um, but yeah, it, it just ended up being really really nice. And then in the evening, uh, after everyone went on, uh, me, Al, and like a few other people got to sit down and have just some cigars and whiskey and mm. chill out and enjoy it. And it was just it was fucking lovely and it was exactly what i needed at that point in time um and it was kind of one of those things that made me remember that yes teaching is chaotic and manic and i was i was gonna say stressful but it it is but it isn't but it's also so worth it and those kind of um community-based uh classes are just really really good fun and it was just a really nice way to just connect with people again and just enjoy spending time with with other people and, and kind of getting to do fun things together because like i say it it does sound like we were just having a dos and to be honest it's kind of how it felt because it was just you didn't do any of the work yeah because i was just teaching new fashion yeah. um yeah I, t- I turned up the day uh the day before and we was like right uh we'll do it again cool <laughs> saw it what am i making yeah that was the other thing is the that's the... not true you brought the taco press i did bring the taco press um and uh and a few of the uh, sorry the, the the items that we were actually forging and making um i didn't actually know what we were making until the morning of the class because i've obviously been i've been working away so i've not been around to go through all this stuff uh so morning of said class um jimmy was supposed to show me how to make it because he was the one that had designed it but he was busy doing something else so i ended up having joe kind of tell me he was like yeah just bend it over like this and then do that and then do this i was like that what that doesn't make any sense why why would you do it like this and he went uh well there's the example and you can figure it out oh okay so there were there were there were all skewers to be used in the cooking yes and the punters all made them Yep. And if it's any testament to the class and the instruction, they all worked. <laughs> they were all skewers. They all did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. And the kebabs were fine. So yes. The kebabs were delicious. Mission, accom- mission yeah. accomplished. Um, but yeah, so it was like that that first one where it was like like the first group came in and I was like, so guys, I'm gonna give you the safety briefing and then I'm gonna uh teach you how to make this thing that I haven't made before and I haven't even forged in like three and a half months. So this is going to go really well. Um, and then and then the uh, top of my, like the, the wedge and top half of my hammer uh, handle came out midway through the second class, which was great fun. Um, Listen, they didn't come to look in a factory to see how <laughs> fucking things are mass produced. They came to see hammers fall apart, dogs be aggressive. <laughs> um, I mean, so many dogs. There was lots of dogs. Um I mean, this Joe's Forge is is Thornwood is is in a beautiful setting. It's um, perfect. Yeah, it's a it's a lovely little space. Yeah, the area that they've got for food um, and the sort of dining area is really quaint. It's set in the woods. Um, it's a lovely space for events like this and that sort mm. of size of group of people, like ten to yeah. twelve people. Yeah, I think it's they're, they're on something really special there, and yeah, just just keeping it simple, doing what they do best. Um, bringing in the different knowledge and the skills, you know, if Joe can start doing some more bushcraft, yeah. um, you know, we can start thinking about foraging and, and you know, you know, is it about cider making? Is it about, yeah. you know, heaven forbid, 
the the W word, but is there some woodworking <laughs> element into it? Yeah. That is, you know, to do with this kind of idea of of well, that's the thing, dining and, and yeah. outdoor living. We've got we've got some other people that we would definitely like to to work with. So you know, maybe maybe we do a a class where you make you you know you come in and make a slide, and then in the afternoon you get to learn how to use how you get to learn how to use that carve a ladle or a cup or something. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, and we're looking to open it up to uh, corporate events and things like that as well. So you know, team team building weekends and things like that because we've got the the Croft View. Um, accommodation up the road as well which is like it sleeps i think 30 people um and has like its own pool and sauna and <laughs> like games room and all this sort of stuff as well so there's there's a huge amount of opportunity to do some incredible stuff there so, i mean th i mean that that's a luxury and it is a, yeah. it's a lovely venue it's where joe got married um yeah. that's a luxury but it was only sort of at the end of the day after yeah. after the, the the course had run its course um that i just noticed that basically we were cooking on fire forging yeah. on gas outdoors and we for, for all intents and purposes we hadn't used any electricity for the entire day no. and it was just proper back to basics it could have been yeah. just like you know 200 years ago and still been yeah. exactly the same experience yeah um so i think that, again that's a testament to the power of these skills and, yeah. I, and I don't think it's like going on a, a an obscure like oh i learned how to make stained glass yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you're not going to go and make stained glass every week. <laughs> but if you go away for a day and learn how to cook or learn how to cook on the fire or learn, you know, yeah. learn how to learn some simple skills about whether it's metalwork, woodwork, you know, yeah, that, that stuff is is valuable and transferable. So yeah. I, I, I think it's fantastic. I can't yeah. wait for the next one. Well, the other thing is, is as well, because there's the woodland just up the up the track like mm. we're going to be able to introduce overnight courses where mm. you can either like say if it's a corporate event and you want to you want the lap of luxury you can stay in Crofview, or we can set up camp in the woods and we can you know continue it on into the night and do the you know make your own fire steel and then go off and light a fire using mm. your own fire steel sort of thing um there's so many fucking elderberries on that estate we need right? to make an elderberry wine or something yeah, that's. I'm waiting for them to uh, fruit, and I'm going to be picking all of them and making right. our wine. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just a, there's so much kind of potential there for for good stuff, and like getting to to hang out and get back into it was really really good. Um, and that's kind of like where I think like looking forward, um, that's what I'm quite excited about is the fact that I'm going to be getting to work with um, Joe and now Jimmy as well because. Jimmy's now working well without a job. Um and uh and yeah, like I'm just super excited about what's to to come next and both the courses and the stuff that we're gonna be able to make there. Um in terms of like blacksmithing stuff, like I'm I'm super excited because Joe's got already got a shitload of work on. Um he's kind of desperate for for Jimmy and I to to do a bit of work for him. Um which is great um and i'm really looking forward to learning the products that he's making and being able to help kind of produce them but also being able to use that space for my own stuff um so i'm going to be making a few uh simple knives and axes soon um i was uh i'm i'm very much looking forward to being able to make some axes to actually sell um especially because i think i've mentioned this to you al like I, I was told before that my axes would only sell because of who I was working for. And, uh, and it's really nice to be in a position where I can go, no, these, these are mine. They're nothing to do with you. 
and be able to sell them. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to to getting to do some of that and just to put put into practice some of the skills that I've acquired over the years and be able to make my own stuff and produce products that I want to produce um, and experiment and play and do some more kind of sculptural stuff. Like hearing Brett talk about the sculpture that he's doing. And you know, when I was over with Chris um, the end of last year, like I came back and I really wanted to do some sculptural stuff. Um, so yeah, being able to play around with those ideas I'm excited about and yeah, go off and do some, we, we've got a festival coming up in three weeks, I think. Um, that's going to be, <coughs> excuse me, uh, that's going to be really good fun. And it's going to be a similar sort of vibe to, um, to the class that we've just done. Um, and then there's the, the obvious one, which is the, the content. Um, I think I talked about it the last episode, the fact that I have the camera now, um, I'm in a position where I can start making films again. Um, and I cannot fucking wait mm. like next, next week or this week, I suppose. Um, there's a load of work to be done. And then the week after there's a load of other stuff and then I'm back properly and I can start really pushing forward with getting that, that sort of stuff sorted and done. And I'm just excited to see what, what comes next. Um, because there is a lot of very, very cool stuff on the horizon. Um, which is why I'd kind of like to hear from you guys as well. What, what's next for, for you guys um brett what about you what's what's next what is next so setting goals for myself uh on these bigger projects is new <laughs> i'm not used to doing that but i am trying really hard to get done with the trailer to where it could roll away and be used mm. uh, by the end of this month so it's a week and a half if I work diligently every day, I could possibly achieve that goal. So that would be the first big win of summertime because it's we're definitely starting to experience those days that are triple digits, which is yeah. a bit scary because it really, it's really, really difficult to work outside. It's just dry and hot and it sucks the life out of you. Um, the goal after that is to actually try and get the sculpture done um, like if I don't have to work on the trailer, I want to try and get the sculpture done very conservatively by the end of July. And that's with mm -hmm. me taking proper amounts of time with the finishing. I really want to do a good job on it. And I want it to look the way that I have it in my head. So that would be the next biggest goal. Amidst that is going to be um, some generic little housework things. I do want to build a patio cover on the backside of the house just because I need to expand the space. And ever since I started talking to them about actually building additions onto the house, it just became too nightmarish uh, to even deal with. The last quote I got from somebody was $100,000 to add. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we'd have to do this, and then permits are going to cost, and then lumber price has gone up. I'm like, Jesus Fuck Christ. That. Okay. Um, which really, when you do the maths on it uh, and you go, well, then what would the house be worth? What are property taxes worth? And you go, no houses. Where I live, like within this little area, I would be the most expensive house and it would still be smaller than Steve's house or yeah. Al's house. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, beyond that kind of stuff, I'm, I'm just going to be trying to kind of up the quality of the space. And then... Uh, I think lastly, the one little back burner non-priority right now that 
we can have a small round of applause. I can put a mailbox up with the mailbox bank that's up the Woo-hoo! road. Fine. And the only reason I get to do that is because it's actually been solidified in every system between the county, the state, the postal service, everyone that needs to know that this is a residential property is now aware of it. Nice. And I finally confirmed it with my postmaster general. They go, yep, you can put a mailbox up on the road next to the other ones. But that took a year, almost a year from when I was told I was done. Yeah. It still took a year. So that's just a really small win that will take me an hour to do. I'm just going to dig a post hole with post hole digger. It's a digger for holes. You just put that thing in the ground. There you go. Um, Uh, That's just going to be a nice little win. So I don't have anything too crazy besides these two big projects that'll be big achievements. But hang on. Are you saying that you're just going to put just a normal post box up? You're not going to make some weird, elaborate, like fucking Rue Goldberg style pirate ship looking post box? Yeah. Yeah, fair. I mean, I, sp- I suppose to be fair, uh, really, really what it comes down to is, yeah, the amount of horror stories and it still continues. And yeah. even recently, I've heard some worse stuff that not only do the drug addicts and meth users out here steal the mail out of the mailboxes, they also just steal the mailboxes. <laughs> so if I put like a beautiful amount of work to make a pirate ship mailbox and then yeah. somebody just rips it out of the ground the next day. Yeah. I'm going to feel very deflated. Well, just raw iron, they're not ripping yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> just concrete it in. Fucking no, they... Them. Here's the thing. They <laughs> took... I don't know. I'm not sure how the post works over where you guys are, but if, if you're in Does neighborhoods it? or there's tract housing, they'll put a bank of mailboxes just in one uh, right, metal structure. Right. And it'll it'll be like an old, you know, yeah. post office lock, yeah. whatever. And then it's concreted and bolted into the ground. They hooked a chain to it on their truck and ripped it away. Fucking hell. The, the post was. office near me was like, congratulations, you could put a post box up, but I also have a P.O. box, like a private P.O. box over there to accept mail. And she goes, you don't have to, but it would be my suggestion to just keep the post office box. And I was like, okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's it for me. Uh, the exciting stuff is the two big projects. Can't wait nice. to be able to share them and I am excited. Awesome, man. I'm I'm excited for you as well. Uh, Al, what about you? Any any anything good on the horizon? Hopefully, lots. Because <laughs> I've got right. a lot. Of, I've got a lot of time on my hands now. Oh, really? <laughs> Why yeah. is that? Um, I'm what um, sociopaths call redundant. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Why did you get made redundant? Yes. Um, so having kind of struggled with uh what to do and how to move on in my life uh, the decision was kind of made mostly for me um <laughs> so yeah i am i'm currently sorting my fucking life out um yeah. and it's great uh i'm kind of on gardening leave uh, at the minute which yeah. is beautiful because the weather's amazing and i'm literally gardening, gardening. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's all i've been doing all day um but yeah, it's 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 a case of very much what is next now, um, because yeah, I need to pay my rent. Um, speaking of, uh, because Jimmy is no longer 
employed and no longer has to drive an hour and a half to uh, a workshop mm. um he's uh he's he's not using my uh my spare room anymore so that's this is just, just just putting it out there just, just put it out there yeah stock, um, stock friendly yeah yeah no these these are all things on the list. there are lots of lists going on in my yeah. life right now yeah um how many post-its lots of post-its <laughs> um but the the um the first list i made was things to sell at a car boot sale uh, because the rent doesn't pay itself yeah. um people will buy fucking anything yeah <laughs> wow yeah. I've never done a car boot sale. I've been to many car boot sales and bought a lot of shit. And it makes a lot of sense now because yeah. people will buy a lot of shit at car boot sales. Um, and I did my first ever one. It was it was glorious. Um, oh, it's terrifying actually because um, you have to get there at five a.m. because the scalpers come at five thirty. Yeah. Before the doors open at six thirty. I'd sold three quarters of my shit before the fucking thing even opened. No, because joke. they just they come to your car before you've yeah. even opened your car. They're rooting through all your stuff. Yeah. Have you got any this? Have you got any gold? Have you got any watches? Have you got any games consoles? Have you got any games? Have you got any and a bit of a And it's like it's not even fucking daylight yet. Can you, yeah, yeah. you know, like can you go away? Because obviously they're, they're nicking stuff as well. You know, there's yeah. the, the, some untoward characters at, at car boot sales. Yeah. But yeah, I'd I'd made like 150 quid before the thing even opened. It's great. <laughs> See, that's why our car boot doesn't start until one o'clock. So yes, much much better. Yeah. You don't have to worry about. But they, but if, if 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 you are like me and have things in your house, yeah. taking up space, somebody will buy it. Yeah, people will yeah. buy your old clothes. People will buy random toys that you got in a Happy Meal or like just bits of plastic. Anything they will just buy anything. I'm looking around my place now, being like, like if you've got I... three colanders in your kitchen, there's only so many things you can drain at once yeah. in one sink. Sell the other two at a cabinet sale. <laughs> You'll make a quid. Yeah, yeah. And like most car boots, like it's like one pound entry or something like oh, that. Oh, it was, it was glorious. I mean, yeah. granted, I bought like you know burgers and yeah, some scones yeah. and some grapes, and it's, you know that. Um, I, I paid my jeans, and a fishing pole, and yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I the only thing I bought. Was a ten mil socket and a ten mil no fourteen mil socket and a ten mil spanner. Brilliant, because they were fifty p each. I was like, well, I obviously need these things. Obviously, uh, I love it. Nice. Um, yeah, man. That's, that's so. Any specific plans or just generally just? So I think I think for, for now, as as I say, with stuff like this, it's like how can I pay rent? So yeah. it might be a few days doing some labouring work. It might be a few days, you know, just I, I'm I'm obviously gonna. I don't need five cars, especially when I'm unemployed. I don't need five cars. Um, so the reason I'm getting these all through the test is so hopefully I can sell them on. Yeah. Make some money from that. Um, and then it start thinking about, right, what is a, a realistic lifestyle where I'm I'm not working for someone else anymore, which you two have obviously learned a lesson. Um, and I'm slowly coming to terms with that. <laughs> um, so looking at things like, is it a food truck? Is it, you know, cooking at events and festivals? Is it setting up a maker space um you know similar to 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 what um joe's got down at the at the forge yeah. you know being in that environment where people are willing to pay and come and engage and learn skills be creative eat good food be around good people have yeah. a really wholesome experience and then go go away it's tying all these things together that we're doing all the time and you know it, it's what maker central is about it's what yeah. You know the, the the classes are about. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm yeah I'm doing lots of pros and cons. 
working around the costs of things. Yeah. Um, you know, how big a car do I need to tow a truck? Things like that. Like, like, yeah, everything, everything's been worked out as we speak. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's looking in that general direction. I guarantee there will be dozens of other things peppered in there to help balance the books. Um, yeah. Little jobs here and there, uh, which is great and very much in my wheelhouse because I've yeah. got attention deficit disorder. So it's great to be able to do lots of different things and not yeah. be stuck doing one thing. Yeah, I I very much know that. Well, I mean, well, like, probably, I mean, it, the, the food truck thing is top of my mind now because it's like yeah. prime time summer, loads of food festivals yeah. on. You can go and see what people are doing. Yeah. The, I mean, I went to a carnival yesterday, and there were people charging seven pound fifty for chips. Yeah, and people paying it. So imagine you've got like four kids and it's 30 bucks for some fucking fries. Yeah. And, and they were queuing up a mile long. Yeah, it's fucking mad. Um, that being I'd said... Pay, I'd pay that much for good fries. Oh, don't get me wrong. They're probably good fries and yeah. it was like toppings and shit on it. I know, but, like, but this I is, have this a is that like, Al could make good fries. Oh, yeah, they would, they would be good skin on. But this was like... Oh. This was like arse end of Yorkshire, like yeah. working class. It was like a kid's like yeah. county fair. You know, where it's like 50p a raffle, guess the size of the teddy bear. And it's like yeah, yeah. £7.50 for chips. They were, yeah. fucking, they were paying it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, it's, you've got a captive audience at a place like yeah. that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to go too much into it um, on here, but uh, I will obviously be speaking to Charlotte a little bit this week as well because uh, of everything that she was saying. And also... Yeah, we, we, we should have a, a conversation with regards to that at some point soon because, yeah, there's some potential there. Um, but, yeah, like, I, that sounds fucking awesome, dude. Like, I'm, I'm very excited for both of you. Um, my, my future shit is, I like, kind of did it a little bit before, but it's, it's very similar. It's that, that panic of, like, well, fuck, my last paycheck comes in on this date. And at the minute, I'm, I'm like, the, the, the euphoria is outweighing the panic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like, that's like, it, it's funny because um, obviously being in the position that I'm in now and that I've been in for a little while, um, I've had a lot of people kind of say like, aren't you worried? Aren't you panicked? What you, what are you going to do when this happens? What are you going to do when that happens? And like I- expecting me to be, to be freaked out. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just like, something will come along i'll figure something out like at the end of the day always money in the banana stand exactly like i don't i don't mind working and if i've got to work for you know seven days straight to to make ends meet then then i do it um i mean i'm i'm absolutely not going back to an agency no but if the landlord comes knocking yeah i'll happily do some freelance design work because i know i can and it's easy yeah yeah and and the thing is is i think it's it's about being in the position to take opportunities when they arise. So not, you know, not every week is going to be a, a great week, but some weeks are going to be fucking incredible. And some weeks, you know, you're going to go, someone's going to ring you up and say, can you do this festival? And you're going to go, fuck it. Yeah. And then figure it out. Um, like I, I've been thinking about this a lot over the last um, few months. And like, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, there is a, especially like with social media, like I appreciate that three of us don't really post much on social media at the moment, but like there's this thing where people kind of, they look at it and go, oh, you guys must have such a great life because you're getting to do, you know, whatever you want. You're getting to be in control of your own destinies and all this. And then, yeah, people don't see the the shit. They don't see the fact that, you know, you're running around in a 
fucking 20 year old car that's falling apart and when it dies you don't have a way of fixing it um you know they don't see the fact that you know you you might have to go and stack shelves for a couple of months just to pay the bills or to do whatever and there is a tendency for people to kind of romanticize um that life and it it fucking sucks at times and it is stressful and it's like my anxiety levels at times get fucking terrible but i said it's, it's having that opportunity to be able to just go fuck it yeah i'm gonna go do that thing yeah brett brett could ring me tomorrow and say steve someone just commissioned me to do this fucking awesome sculpture can you come out for like two weeks just to give me a hand literally just moving shit around so i can put it in place to forge i'm like fuck it yeah go for it sign me up I'm there. yeah exactly like and that that's what i like that having that that freedom and i think despite all of the the stress and shit that goes with living like this like that that makes it worth it like that makes it spiffing Al, have you got an order? Yes, it's Bass. Bass, which means Brett, you are going first. Right. So, uh, although I'm not spending too much time on social medias these days, uh, I am trying to explore more, let's say, educational content or uh, stuff that, that kind of gets my brain twirling around rather than just like serotonin kicks over and over again. So this account is Dan McClellan, and he's he has a PhD in theology. I'm just reading this from his Instagram account, but he has a PhD in theology and religion. Um, and he does debunking of theories or belief systems and things like that. It's mostly he's going... And uh, doing those stitches, they call them, where it's somebody on TikTok or some social media that makes wild claims. And then he'll go in there, no malice, no anger in his voice whatsoever, just educated response in, in the debate. But, you know, somebody will make a wild claim of like, the pyramids were all made by aliens at the, all at the same time across the world. And he'll just go, um, no, they weren't. And here's how we know. So it's delightful, and it turns out the stuff that uh, he posts on Instagram, they're long format. Like, he doesn't actually go for the, you know, the 30-second, let me grab your attention thing. They are more or less longer formats, like minutes. Uh, I think one of them was even, like, 10 minutes that I recently watched. They're just really delightful, and I don't think it actually has anything to do with him bashing on religions or belief systems. I think it's just awesome that somebody's out there sharing the information because. So much of what we see online is silly uh, hypothesized things or just people trying to go for clickbait. So he's a fun one to watch. He just seems like a, a highly educated human that's just trying to keep yeah. things going down the correct path. So it's a fun one to it's a fun one to follow if you're yeah. into that kind of thing. It's it's really neat. He is also on YouTube, but it looks like it's just um, reposts of the stuff that he's putting on Instagram. Oh, um, cool! Yeah, I just quickly checked it out, and yeah, um, yeah, because there's a there's someone like one of the photography guys that I follow um, started doing something similar where he was just like people putting up these really like wild. Well, it started off with flat earths, flat earthers, 
and he was just debunking that and he's just started doing it with loads of stuff now but it's mixed in with his photography stuff and it's a bit it's a bit weird um but yeah that looks really good nice shout nice shout man um cool uh bass so al you are next so i've got a spiff and i've got a tiny little sub spiff as well okay. um so this is not really for the fate of hearted and it's a little bit weird and might make you feel uncomfortable <clears throat> but i saw this dude on instagram called jack devaney and his handle is world around you but it's you like a sheep and it's all one word world around you and he does it can't even be described as bad taxidermy it's just like he will do things like take the intestines out of a mouse and set it in resin as a key ring yeah or he will get like a toy a toy like um duck and then put a real duck's bill on it yeah and it's just really creepy and really weird but really sort of like innocent and he makes like little uh necklaces out of amber that are just in the shape of like a penis uh, cocks yeah but it's yeah. like it's kind of like shankara stones but they're dicks um and it's it oh my god the ducklings with the teddy bear head yes and he but he's there's always like fun stories behind all these weird shit and they're all like one-off yeah. things yeah and but he sells them for like a fiver um <laughs> but they're all they're, there's always like a story behind them and they've always got really funny names so like one is just like a little yeah. ferret hand on a spring that's on a suction cup yeah and you can just stick rat, rat's legs on springs and you can just stick him like on your fridge and give him little high fives and stuff as you go past. And the, it's just, it's just the imagination of someone, yeah, unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> and but, but he's not he's not deliberately making weird stuff. You know, some people do this like I'm crazy me, I'm bonkers. Yeah. He's yeah, not. Yeah. He's obviously just going. You know, it'd be great if you put like a real duck's bill on a on a toy duck. Mm. <laughs> or what happens if you you know put like a rat's heart inside a key ring? Yeah. Um, and they're just, they're, I think it's lovely. I think it's delightful. And he, he has an OnlyFans, which I don't really want to know about. <laughs> He's got a podcast as well. He has a podcast, which is equally weird. And again, if you are if you two are into guys debunking things, he's just into just saying what he thinks about things. Like, no <laughs> no research done. It's like, here's what I think about this. Brilliant. Um, he's very northern. Uh, he's very down to earth. Yeah. See if you can stomach it for a little bit. Um, amazing but yeah world around you nice uh, just a, a, a taxidermy ferret turned into a pencil case with googly eyes for real eyes and a pencil sharpener up its bum for sharpening your pencils <laughs> it's practical fucking hell does, does it like like does it have anywhere for the pencil sharpenings to go or does it just get fat i'm assuming it just goes back into as is tradition yeah with all pencil cases the shavings go back in the pencil case so your whole world smells of pencil shavings brilliant i love it um graphite. nice uh yeah good good shout uh i approve porcelain cat with real mouse ears <laughs> fucking hell it's so unhinged i love it um yeah like did you have that a sub spiff that is the perfect you spiff as well oh yeah you had a sub oh, i have sub spiff yeah uh i thought after 250 episodes we could talk about tools um and just again we've we've we've, we've said this a million times when you get a tool that's actually good and fit for purpose mm. all your past experience years and years and years of using tools gets blown away and you go oh why didn't i do this how old am i when yeah. i do this 30 years ago um i remember being at yours steve 
and asking where the drill bits were. And you pulled yes. out a really romantic tin, maybe your granddad's drill bits. Oh no, that that was yeah, that was a an old tin that I got from. Wait, was this at mine or at Thornwood? At yours. Oh yeah, yes. we're talking years ago. Yeah, yeah, that that was my granddad's. Drill and you bit. and you were very sort of particular about these drill bits. I didn't really understand why. Now I understand why. Yeah. So I bought a set of drill bits, and I don't mean the fucking set that comes in a little suitcase with five hundred other things, yeah, and yeah. also includes drill drivers. I mean a set of dedicated high-speed steel mm -hmm. actual fucking drill bits. Wow. Yeah, right. It's amazing what difference that can make. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and well, also, I did the same thing with a hole saw. So again, instead of having the hole saws that come in the suitcase full of all the bits with the other hole saws, and they're interchangeable, just buy a dedicated hole saw for the size that you're cutting and buy a good one. Yep. And you you won't get upset when you yeah, try you, to cut holes. I yeah, so on the on the kadrunk on the kadrunk thing. Yeah, I cut two hundred fifty six holes in acrylic mm. for the to put all the broom handles through. Yeah, and this this hole saw never missed a beat. Yeah, it was delightful. And this is going through like as the heat up and it melts the acrylic and it all gets stuck. Yeah, wow, Bosch professional for the right. hole saw. Yeah. And the um, the drill bits are some weird random name, but yeah. As I say, I do it. I've, it wasn't even that much. It was like I've, 30 quid or something. Yeah. I've got the, the Bosch Pro drill bits as well. And I get really, like, because obviously on this job, um, a bunch of people were like asking if they could use my tools. And there was a set of drill bits uh, in the communal tools thing, but they weren't great. So it got to the point where people were coming up and be like, Steve, can I borrow you? No, because we either they didn't have it in the right size or it's blunt yeah. as fuck or whatever. And it just ended up being a case of me saying, No, but if you bring it here, I will drill it. I'll for drill you. it for you. <laughs> so yeah. Um yeah, highly recommend. I mean, it, it's that whole thing of like, you know, you buy the cheap thing to to do it the first time. If you discover you're going to use that tool often, then it's worth spending the money on it. Correct. Um as for me, I am gonna spiff uh a uh, a Canadian maker, actually. I think they're Canadian. Yeah. Uh, whose name I am not sure I'm going to be able pr to pronounce properly because I can't speak. Uh, Caroline, 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 Germanette Racine. I, I'm guessing it's French Canadian. I'm going to put that in the group chat so that you can have a go at saying it. Um, yeah. Uh, she is a, um, which she says blacksmith, woodworking, hiking, mountain, living, gardening on her profile. Um, and basically, she, like the first things that I noticed on her feed were like it was just a whole bunch of carved wooden spoons, and then all of a sudden there was like a forged spoon in with it as well, with a really nice kind of um plant motif on the handle. And was like, oh, what's this? Um, but like the the spoons that she like this sounds really stupid, but the spoons she makes are just beautiful. The way everything is shot is really really nice. Um, so I'm kind of I was I was drawn to the uh the attention that she paid to the photography on of the products um because obviously we need to do a little bit of product photography and that coming up so i'm kind of getting my head around that sort of side of things but yeah just like her feed is full of beautiful photos of these wonderful things that she's made um both forged and carved and her stories are just like her going hiking in the canadian wilderness and it all just looking fucking beautiful and me going i want to be there um so yeah uh 
if you're not already following, then go check her out. Uh, it's I, the links are in the show, so I'm not going to fucking read that out. Um, the links will be in the shows. So yeah, uh, that's it. That's the the spiffs. Um, is there any other business? Loads, but we'll we'll save it for the next time. <laughs> uh, Brett, anything from you? Nope. Cool. Uh, in which case, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al got sacked! <laughs> yes. I'm really upset that your microphone cut out slightly then, but I think we all got what you said. Um, but yeah, uh, so until... Oh, I know we've... Blah, 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 blah. If you want to find us as a group, then you can find us at FWT Podcast in all of the places. Uh, and you can email us at hello at fwtpodcast.com. Um, You're telling me in the f- six weeks we've been off, we haven't had a single email. I don't know. I was just thinking that. Maybe we should check the... Uh, um, <laughs> just in your comment as well. Uh, maybe we should not check... <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, scrolling back through, there was... Uh, Hang on, there is one, there is one, and it's, oh, it's from fucking Alan. Fuck's sakes. Right, hang Good. on. Uh, what the hell? I think it was. Uh, 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 uh. Right, did you fill some dead air while I, while I read this? Dead air is a crime, Steve. You, you guys are terrible hosts. Uh, this is why when I was on fucking Maker's Waffle, or when we were on Maker's Waffle the other day, I should end up talking. Stop filling air. Yeah, because you guys just you forced me into doing it. It's force a habit now. I can't just sit there and. and What's funny is that you can just edit all of this out. It's just that you choose to proclaim your lack of editing on these. Because point two, isn't it? What are you looking for? I was reading the I was reading the fucking email All right. because there's a bunch no, of No, it's, it's meant to be candid, you just meant to read it out. Uh, not, you can't preempt it. But I need the other thing is is because I can't read out loud, I need to read it so that I can then know what's what I'm gonna say, so I can actually read it out loud. So I need to read it once first so I know what the thing is. Uh, anyway, my four-year-old son has been learning Spanish all year and he can't say the word please, which is I think which I think is poor for four. Oh, thanks, Alan. Uh, so, yeah, if anybody else wants to send us in, yeah, I know. Uh, if anybody else wants to send us in anything that's better than that, uh, then please feel free. Um, but yes, so until next time, we love you all. We'll see you in may, may, maybe even next week. Who knows? Ooh. Ooh. Um, but yeah, we love you. We'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.